Welcome to the Underground Podcast, the student ministry of Riverside Community Church. We are happy to have you listening in this week. All right, what's up? How are you guys doing tonight? All right, so I don't know about you, but I thought like this was a youth ministry. Are you guys young people? Because I kind of looked out and they were playing that song. I thought someone was going to get up and dance or do something. You know what I'm saying? You guys are all kind of like, oh, that's cool. You know, you're just sitting back there. But, like, this is a youth ministry, right? You guys excited tonight? Anybody here excited? Okay, cool. I'm glad I'm in the right place. So um, when Michael asked me to speak, I'll tell you, I was... um, I was excited, but as I was getting closer to this time, it's weird, man. It's like weird for me being back here, okay, just, just to let you know. And so I'm going to tell you a little bit about me. Some of you know me. Some of you don't know me. But um, basically, about nine years ago, me and my family started to pray about a church. And we didn't know how, what that church was going to be like or where it was going to be. But the couple of prayers that we prayed were, one, where we were like, we really want to be in a church with people our own age. That was one of the biggest prayers because the church that we work at, worked at was in Chicago. And when we lived in Chicago, most of the people were your age, teenagers, because we were youth pastors, or they were way older than us, okay? So we had, peop- we had friends that were teenagers and friends that were old. We had nobody our own age. In fact, our daughter had one friend in the church. Her name was Megan, and we were like, that's pretty sad, you know? Don't you think that's pretty sad? So we were like, we want God to do something bigger with our family. So we started praying for that. Number two, we prayed for a church that was full of God's spirit, that was full of the presence of God, okay? And I don't know if you guys know this or not, but when you guys come in here, not only do you see a bunch of crazy teenagers and some weird adult leaders, raise your hand if you're an adult leader. No, they're cool. They're the best people in the world, okay? But God is here. How many know that? That God is here. God shows up here on Wednesday nights. And so we, we were desperately looking for a church where God showed up, okay? So that was like the two prayer requests. God, give us a church with people our own age and a church where God's presence was. And I'm going to tell you something. This is crazy, crazy, but God blew us away with that prayer because In this church, when we came here, we found not only friends, but we found a family. That's what, that's what this place was. This, this at the time when I moved here was a room that was like full of rats. No, it wasn't really full of rats, but it was full of dust and dirt. There was a bunch of junk piled in the middle of the room. And this other pastor that we had, our youth pastor was named Corey Blair. Anybody remember Corey? Yeah, he was amazing. And so we went up to Pastor John and we said, There's literally no more room in our youth room. We need a a bigger youth room. Where can we have our youth room? And they're like, you can go to the pool room. And I was like, what are we going to do, swim? You know, what are we doing? Because this literally was used to be a pool. And so when I came in here, I was like, wow. And we had a vision of what it is now, okay? But so we had a cool room. We had a cool place to worship. But I was like, we really need people who love God. And I'm going to tell you something, over the years, I was youth pastor for about six years. This became my family. And, you know, and I look at, like, Michael and Rachel, and I don't really, it's weird hearing Pastor Michael. That's weird to me because I'm more like, Michael, what's up, you know? 
And, you know, I remember him. He was just my best friend. I'm going to tell you how much of a best friend Michael is. A best friend is a person who knows you sometimes better than you know yourself, okay? So for a couple years, me and Michael, we got each other birthday presents. No, we're not weird, okay? We're just good friends. And so Michael, one year, knew me better than most people. In fact, this is one of the best gifts I ever got. He gave me $5 gift cards to a bunch of hamburger places, okay? So he got me a Five Guys one. I, still, I think I still, I still have one of them, so maybe me and you can go get some burgers sometimes. But I'm going to tell you something. This literally was my family, and God answered my prayers. And I'm going to tell you about three years ago when God called me away from being a youth pastor, that was very, very hard for me, okay? So now I'm going to, about to talk to you, okay? Before I do that, how about we pray? Can we do that? All right, because I, I have something from God tonight, it's, and I hope that you guys receive it because it's not from me. God spoke to me a couple weeks ago, and I want to share that with you. How many of you guys are excited to hear from, from God tonight? Yeah, praise God. So I'm going to invite you to stand up to your feet really quick before we get started. And I'm going to invite you, if you want to hear from God, just close your eyes because in the next 15, 20 minutes, maybe a half hour, we want this to be God's time. We want God to invade this room. We want God to speak to you guys. And if that's your here tonight, if you are here tonight, and we, we kind of sang about the heart of God earlier, if you're like, I want to hear from God's heart today, just raise your hand in this room. If that's you tonight, I want to hear from God's heart tonight. So God, I thank you that you are a father who loves us. God, you're a father that dreams dreams for us, God. You're a father who loves us more than we love ourselves, God. You're a father, God, that can't wait to reveal yourself to us tonight, God. And Lord, I believe there's a room in here, a room of world changers, God. People who will do awesome things for you, God. But tonight, God, I thank you that they're sons and daughters of the most high God. And that you love them, Jesus. And Lord God, I thank you, Lord, tonight that that you carved out this next few minutes to speak to us, God. And so, Lord, I pray against Satan tonight. I pray against distractions, God. And, Lord, I pray that you will speak. Father God, we love you, Jesus, and we can't wait to spend some time with you tonight. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said? Amen. You guys can take your seat. Okay, so um, about three years ago, I... uh, I got a a new position in the church, and I was excited about it. But at the same time, I was like, I have no idea how to do this because I had been a youth pastor for 20 years, okay? I had been a youth pastor for 20 years, and Pastor John came to me one day, and he said, i really been praying, and I think it'd be great if you take on the role of grow pastor in our church, and you'll help us make disciples. And I was like, man, that was my heartbeat. I really wanted to see God make followers of him. And so I was like, okay, I really believe this is what God wants me to do. And so back in the day, I used to have an office right up here in the Dream Center down the hallway, and that was the youth area. And so like, I was like, it was the best office in the whole building because you looked out the window and you could see the whole city. And I was like, okay, I'll take this new position, but I don't want to move from this office, okay? So they're like, okay, you can just chill down here, Joe. It's all good. You know, so I, I chilled in that office. But one day, Mama D, how many of you guys know Mama D? You guys know her? Yeah. Mama D came up to me and she said, 
Joe, she, she doesn't call me Joe ever. She calls me Pastor Joe, which I'm just like, okay, cool. She said, Pastor Joe, we got to remodel your office. We got to do something new in here. You're about to be an adult pastor. You're not with youth anymore. So we got to renovate this thing. And I was like, oh my gosh, what is she about to do? So I went home for a couple hours. Or I left for a couple hours. I think I probably went home for lunch. And when I came back, all my stuff was gone, okay? So let me show you some of my stuff. So back in the day, um, we had this family retreat, and I love the bears, so we made this bears rattler at the family retreat. That was gone. I was like, where's my bears rattler? You know, I had um, this big old boom box. I love music. I love, you know, all old 80s rap music. You know, I love that stuff. So this this is like my thing, you know what I'm saying? And that was gone. I got these new awesome shoes from you guys, from the youth group. These are some amazing Air Force Ones. They used to be white, but this cool guy like designed them especially for me. And you guys gave them to me three years ago. And I was like, no, I think those were still there. Okay. But she got rid of my Godzilla. Okay. And this is like my, my prize toy from back when I was a little boy about this high. And I was like, where did Godzilla go? And actually this dude, he wasn't in my office in fact, a few weeks ago, there was a guy named Paul who goes around our office and kind of cleans up. And one day he's like, saw me at church. He's like, hey, I got you a friend for your Godzilla. And I was like, oh, okay, cool, you know. And I came into my office one day and there was that dinosaur. I was like, this is so sweet, you know. So, so I don't know about you, but I'm a huge kid. Anybody like me, you just like toys. You like cool stuff. You like good music. There's about, you guys are too old. You guys don't, video games, anybody a gamer in this place? You guys, Fortnite, yeah. Yes, that's me. I'm like a big kid. And so Mama D took all my stuff, and I was like, where is my stuff? And she was like, Pastor Joe, you're now going to be working with the adults. You need to have an adult office. And so I sat in there for like three days looking at this stuff. I was like, Mama D, I can't do it. Bring my stuff back, you know, because I got to have my stuff back. So that's all back in my office. And because here's, here's the truth. I want to tell you a truth before I tell you a hard truth, okay? Here's the truth. God's created you just the way you are. The Bible says in Psalm 37, it says, delight yourself in the Lord and he'll give you the desires of your heart. That means there's stuff deep down in your heart from when you were like five years old that God wants to use to do amazing things with. How many believe that? That God has put desires deep down inside of you and he wants to use those things to do amazing things with. So I was like, you've taken my cool stuff. You know, you've taken half of who I am. And so I just want to tell you tonight, what I'm about to share with you doesn't mean you have to change who you are. In fact, I'm going to tell you something. Don't let anybody change who you are. God's made you specifically the way you are. You know, and I could go through this room because I know a lot of you and be like, you're this way. God's made you this way. I wish I could do that. I don't have time tonight, okay? But I wish I could just go around and just speak over you guys because God has made you amazing, okay? Made you amazing. I'm just going to really quick say a couple things, though. So there's a, there's a girl in this room. Her name's Aubrey Osborne, okay? All right. And so when I used to be the youth pastor, she was like this tall, literally, you know. In fact, she's still about this tall, you know. 
And she used to come over to my house and we'd call her the baby nanny because she was about as small as my daughter Nina. You know, really, that's about how small she was. But I've seen this girl grow over the years and her heart to go reach the nations. Every time I see her post about something that God wants to use her to go into the nations and reach people across the world, I'm like, I am so proud of you, okay? How many of you guys are proud of the baby Nani? Yeah, I'm so proud of you. And I'm just going to encourage you tonight that you should dream bigger than you're dreaming right now because you can change the world, girl. You can change the world, okay? And God wants to use you that way. Real quick, I just want to give it up for my daughter, Elise. She's she's sitting right over there, okay? She was a fourth grader when we moved here, all right? Moved to Peoria. She, She met left, you know, friends and family up in Chicago, and we moved here, and she didn't know anybody. I'm here, I'm here to tell you tonight, this girl's now a senior, you know? Give it up for all the seniors, you know? That's not very good. Come on, give it up for all the seniors. Yeah. And I'm going to tell you something. I have the most amazing daughter in the world. She is such a blessing to me. All you guys that are her friends, you know that. You know that she is a blessing to you. And so, um, I love Elise. Thank you so much for all that you are, all right? I just wanted to give it up for her. I would say more, but you know what I'm saying. I don't want to embarrass her like Michael does. Okay, so, (laughs) all right. So anyway, back to my message. So what God put on my heart a few weeks ago is found in a passage in 1 Corinthians, okay? And I was reading this one day, and I was praying for you guys, and this just spoke into my heart. And something even stronger came into my heart after I read it, but it says, when I was a child, I spoke and thought and reasoned as a child. But when I grew up, I put away childish things. And so I just told you guys that here I am, almost 46, I'm getting old, and I I still love this stuff. So God's not telling me, get rid, he's not telling you, get rid of your fun things. He's not telling you that. But what he's saying is, Tonight, guys, underground, youth, whoever you want to call you, he's telling you to grow up. God wants you to grow up. And that might be, seem kind of strong tonight, but it's not so much growing up, physically getting taller. In fact, there was a, I'm not going to go there. This when I preach, I get all these little things in my head. You know, and so I got that song, I wish I was a little bit taller, I wish I was a baller. And you guys probably have no idea what that is because it's a 1980s song, okay? But that's not what God is calling us to do. I'm going to tell you what Jesus, how many of you guys want to be like Jesus? How many want to be like him? Luke 2.52 says, Jesus grew in wisdom and in stature and in favor with God and all the people. So Jesus had to grow up, right? So if Jesus had to grow up, how many believe that you have to grow up? How many believe that, that you have to grow up? How many excited about it? I'm ready to grow up, Pastor Joe. I'm ready to grow up. In fact, let me uh, read it in a different version. The message says this. So he went back to Nazareth with them and lived obediently with them. His mother held these things dearly deep within herself. And Jesus matured, growing up in both body and spirit, blessed by both God and people. How many of you guys want to be blessed by God and everybody else? You want to live a blessed life. How many want that tonight? 
All right, there's about five of you guys. How many want a blessed life? You want God to bless you. So God wants to do that to you. But it's not about what you do. It's all about what God wants to do. I'm going to read you guys a scripture because I was praying about this message and I was like, he just gave me those words. It's time for them to grow up. And I was like, that's pretty rough. God, how do you want me to share that? And you know how God speaks to me? Anybody ever seen Rocky? It's kind of an old movie, but anybody see Rocky back in the day? And there's this corner man, his, his name's Mick. You know, do you remember Mick? And he's like, yo, Rock, come on, Rock, you can do it. That's how he speaks. You guys remember that? About two of you watched the movie? Yeah, I'm old, okay. But that's how I hear from God. That's how God speaks to me. It's time for them to grow up. And I'm like, God, that is kind of rough. You know, for me, I'm like, okay, I, I can do that. But for them, that's kind of rough. So God led me to the scripture that I was praying about. I was like, God, give me something a little more than that. So in Second Peter 1, 2, you guys should have got a card. It's on your um, seat right next to you or under you or you're sitting on it. It's like a half sheet of paper. It looks like this, okay? So follow along with me as I read this scripture because this is the passage God gave me. How many of you guys love God's word? Okay, so that's a part of growing up. You gotta love it. You gotta, you gotta give yourself to it. Second Peter 1 says this, all of you who have our kind of faith The faith I speak of is the kind that Jesus Christ, our God and Savior, gives to us. How precious it is and how just and good he is to give this same faith to each of us. Do you want more and more of God's kindness and peace? That's a question. Do you guys want that? More and more of God's kindness and peace? Do you want more of that? Then learn how to know him better and better. For as you know him better... He will give you, through his great power, everything you need for living a truly good life. He even shares his own glory and his own goodness with us. And by that same mighty power he has given us, all the other rich and wonderful blessings he promised. For instance, the promise to save us from the lust and rottenness all around us. And to give us his own character. Verse 5. But to attain these gifts... You need more than faith, okay? So this is what it means by growing up. Many of you probably have went to Mission Peoria, abandoned, maybe here on a Wednesday night. At one time, you said yes to Jesus. Maybe Michael preached, maybe someone preached at abandon, and they asked you, would you like to give your life to Jesus? So a lot of you said, yes, I'll follow Jesus. So you did the first step. You, you got some faith, okay? But this is what, Peter is saying, it's so much more than just that moment, okay? And this is what it says. You must also work hard to be good. Even that is not enough. So here you are, you've said yes to Jesus. And then how many of you said, I'm trying to be good? Raise your hand if that's you tonight. I'm trying to be good. Okay, only about three of you. (laughs) All right. That should be a desire. After you give your life to Jesus... You should have the desire to be good, to do what's right. So let me ask you again. How many of you want to be good? 
Raise your hand. Raise it high. Are you ashamed of Jesus? I don't want to be good. I want to be kind of halfway following Jesus. No. God wants you to be all the way. And so he'll give you that desire. You know, I could be really honest with you tonight, and I could ask you, how many really wanted to come to church tonight? Or were you just coming because somebody brought me? Over time, our prayer is that you will have the desire to follow Jesus. It goes on to say, for when you must, for when, then you must learn to know God better and discover what he wants you to do. How many want that? I want to know God better, and I want to know what he wants me to do. How many want that? I don't know about you, but that's still on my heart. I'm 46 years old, almost 46. My birthday's next month. And I'm like, I still want to know what God wants me to do. I got some ideas about that, but I'm still clueless sometimes. I'm like, God, what do you want me to do? And so I don't know about you. How many guys would say, yes, I want to know what God wants me to do. So that's the second step. You start living better And then deep down in your heart, you'll say, I want to know what God wants me to do. And then it says, next, learn to put aside your own desires so that you will become patient and godly, gladly letting God have his way with you. So that's the next step. Once you start praying this prayer, God, I just want to know what you want me to do. Then he puts a new step in your heart. He says this, now I'm going to ask you to give away some things that you have. And that's a crazy step, all right? And the last step, And the final step is, this will make possible the next step, which is for you to enjoy other people and to like them. And finally, you will grow to love them deeply. Wouldn't that be a great goal for underground? Let me just read that to you again. Wouldn't it be a great goal? In fact, why don't you guys stand up and say this with me? Because I think this would be a great vision for underground. Some of you guys are kind of looking around. Say, Say it with me. This will make... Possible, the next step, which is for you to enjoy other people and to like them. So look next to you and say, I kind of enjoy you. And to the other side, and I'm growing to like you. And listen to this. This is the ultimate goal. And finally, you will grow to love them deeply. Wouldn't that be a great goal? Say that with me. And finally, let's say it together. Come on, people. And finally, you will grow to love them deeply. Wow. Give yourself a hand. That was good. You did a good job. Wouldn't that be an amazing goal for the underground that you would love each other deeply? So check this out. If you began to love each other deeply, someone would walk down those stairs and they would see you guys and they'd be like, what in the world? There's people from Central, from Washington, from Morton, from Pekin, from all over, and they actually love each other. God must be in this place. Wouldn't that be cool if people came in this room and said, God's got to be here. How many want that? How many want that? When people walk in this room and it's going to happen when we start loving each other, okay? So really quick, I'm about to wrap this up. I'm going to tell you something. I've been blessed over the last couple years of just watching you guys from afar. In fact, watching you guys grow up to be men, you know, to be women of God. 
You know, I don't know if you know it or not, but Miranda, who's our children's pastor, she used to be in this youth group. Now she's our children's pastor. Isn't it awesome what God does? Isn't it awesome? You know, I look at like Ethan King, who's up there every week playing drums. And I remember when he was in the youth group, this guy played the drums and it was like he was setting the course for revival every time he hit that drum. You know what I'm saying? So let's give it up for Ethan. Just a great gift, you know? And I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to miss anybody in this room. You know, I look over here, Mike Gallat. He, he actually could be youth, a youth pastor. You know, this guy knows the Bible so much. In fact, I'm going to encourage you guys. I know he's leading a Bible study, high school people. You should go to his Bible study. In fact, I think it would be a great goal if more people came to the Bible study than they came here on Wednesday nights. Wouldn't that be cool if like his house was overflowed with people going to Bible study? You know, that's the kind of people you have right in this room, world changers that God is raising up. You know, I could go Malachi. I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to talk on Malachi just a minute ago. Two years ago, literally, him and my daughter didn't want to come to youth group, okay? And, and what happened was, each and every week they would say, come on, I'll be there if you're going to be there. I'll be there. You're, you guys are here now. Praise the Lord. And Malachi's on ace teams, and he's preaching, and he's doing awesome things. So even when you're like, I don't even know why I'm showing up, when you're showing up, God is showing up. He's got an amazing plan for you. So watching this from afar, I've just been blessed, okay? And there's one young man that I've really been blessed by, and I, I don't want to pub- publicize this guy too much because God is going to. God is about to blow this dude's water up. He is. And I'm wearing this T-shirt tonight. It says, Love Others, because he's about to release a clothing brand called Love Others. How many believe, wouldn't it be awesome if there's no Tommy, there's no Calvin Klein, there's Love Others brand? Wouldn't that be awesome, the idea about that? And so Robert Osborne is right here. He's a world changer. He's, he's loving others. In fact, he challenges me each and every day that I hang out with him. That's what this verse is all about. It says, they will love each other deeply. That's what Riverside's about. That's what this place is about. That's what the Dream Center's about. If we love each other deeply, not just here, but all over the world, God can do amazing things. How many want to see that? God do amazing things. And so about a month ago, um, I went with a friend of mine named Greg and Robert to Los Angeles. And we were there for a couple of days, and we were just driving around, praying over the city of LA. And so one day, um, I was like driving through, it's kind of late at night, and I told Greg, my my friend, I said, okay, on this trip, because we'd been out there a couple times, I'm I'm like, on this trip, we're going to this place called Skid Row, and you're going to get out of the car with me, you know? And and I'm going to tell you something, Skid Row is one of the most dangerous sad places in the whole of the United States. You see, because you go to this place, and it would be like coming to downtown Peoria, and everywhere you drive, there are tents all up and down the streets. Tents of people living on the streets, and they don't get to go to, you know, a hotel to shower or anything. These people live there, and it's blocks and blocks and blocks of people living on the streets. I think, in fact, when I first saw it a 
a couple of years ago, I was like, this can't happen in America. I can't believe this is happening in America. And so I was like, Greg, my goal this time is for us to get out and start walking around. And it was getting kind of late at night. And Greg actually told me, he actually turned 40 last week, so he's an old guy too. He actually told me, my mom won't let me get out of the car, Joe, okay? <laughs> She'll let me go drive through there, but she said, I can't get out of the car, Joe. And so I'm like, all right. So we drove through there, and we were playing a song, a worship song on the radio, and as we drove through there, I just started bawling my eyes out because God was breaking my heart for these people who were living in a terrible situation. And, and it always goes back to whenever I see something like this, I'm like, God, why do I have it so good? In fact, think about that. Why do we have it so good? And there's so many other people that have it so bad, you know? And so as we were driving through there, we got back to our hotel, and I love Robert so much. That's why I'm saying I love what God's doing in you guys because it encourages me. Because Robert had this designer coat that he bought while he was in Australia, and he said, I believe God wants me to give this coat to somebody on Skid Row. And I was like, man, that is awesome. In fact, that's step three, guys. It says in verse six, next, you'll learn to put aside your own desires so that you will become patient and godly, gladly letting God have his way with you. You'll give up everything. And so here's this guy who's 18, 19 years old, and he said, I'm willing to give up my brand new coat. And so the next day, we didn't get to go down into Skid Row. That's a whole other story because I had a kidney stone. But it was terrible. But the next day, we were driving, and we were coming back through an area called Inglewood. And as we were driving through Inglewood, we stopped, and we got out of the car. And right when we got out of the car, I looked over, and there's this theater, and it said miracle on it. I was like, okay, I think we're where we're supposed to be. You know, I think God wants to do something here. And so there's more to the story, but we started to walk around the neighborhood. And as we walked around the neighborhood, we saw these two young men. And one of the guys was smoking a blunt, you know, smoking weed. I don't know if you guys know what that is, but in, in California, it's legal. You know what I'm saying? Pot heaven, just go for it, you know? And so everywhere we went, you know, people were getting blazed. It was like, whoa, are these burning leaves or what is this? You know, it was crazy. And so we walked up on these two guys, and right before we were walking by them, Robert looks at me, he's like, man, where's the keys, man? I got to go get my coat, because I want to give my coat to one of these guys. So we go up to pray for one of these, for these guys, and the big guy who was smoking his joint, it was crazy. His name was Robert, you know what I'm saying? Not only, and this other dude's name was Kelly. And I was so impressed because I was kind of like nervous. I was like, I don't know what to say. I don't know how to pray. I don't know what to do. And here's Robert just busting out his prayer and praying for these guys. And here's the dude smoking the blunt. Afterwards, Robert's like, that dude's got the spirit. He's got the spirit. You know, he was, I'm like, Robert, he was smoking the blunt. But you know what? God was giving him a vision for this young man that even I couldn't see. That's what God is doing in your generation, if you would be willing to say yes to Jesus and no to all this stuff. If you are willing to say, I'm going to put away my childish things and grow up. So tonight, I'm going to ask you something as we close. I'm just going to ask you to, to bow your heads and close your eyes. And I'm going to ask, this is what I believe God wants to do. We don't have any time for small groups, okay? So just don't even worry about that. <laughs> 
But this is what God put on my heart to do. So I'm going to invite all the leaders, if you're an adult leader, to come up here to the front, okay? And right now you're probably like, what does he want me to do, okay? I believe God wants to do something in this place tonight. And so I want you guys just to close your eyes and bow your heads. Because now it's time for God to take over, okay? And this is what I'm going to encourage you with. This is what God put on my heart, is that God's asking you to grow up, okay? That's what he wants you to do. And every single one of you have a different place to grow up in. It might be, I need to just give my life to Jesus. It might be tonight, I need to get rid of this sin in my life. It might be tonight that I'm ready to surrender what I want so that God can do what he wants. It might be tonight, I just really don't like the person sitting next to me, or I don't like my mom, or I don't like my dad, and I really know God wants me to love them. I don't know what it is. I don't know what the step of faith to grow up is tonight, but you do, and God does. So I'm going to pray for you, and as I'm praying I'm going to invite you um, to just stand to your feet and go up to one of these adult leaders. And what God put on my heart tonight is when you take that step of faith, maybe you're even like, I don't know what I even need to do tonight. But I believe as they pray for you, God's going to speak to you through them. God's going to speak to you about what you're supposed to do next. You know, last week, I know James was here. He did an awesome message, and he talked about sin, and he talked about the way you get rid of sin is by submitting to an authority, by having an accountability partner. And so that's what these people are, and they're willing to pray for you, and I believe their life, they hold the key to some of yours' future. They can speak God's future into your life. So let me pray for you. Father God, I thank you for this time together, Lord. I thank you, God, that you don't want to, you love us too much to keep us where we're at, God. You love us too much, God, to, to keep us doing the things we're doing, God. Lord Jesus, you tell us tonight, God, that the definition of, his, of insanity is to continue to do the same things and expect different results. God, we desperately want different results. We need different results. People in our schools are dying and going to hell. God, Lord Jesus, our world is struggling, God. People are on drugs. People are struggling, God. And we need different results, God. And I believe tonight you're, you're looking at a generation, God, that have the answers, God. You have the answer, God. And you want to use this mighty army to do incredible things. And so, Lord God, it's your time to speak, God. It's your time to bless these kids, God. You want to bless them tonight. And so, Lord God, give them the courage to get out of their seat and go to one of their leaders and to hear your voice. Jesus, I thank you for tonight. Now have your way. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I encourage you guys to just take that step of faith and come. Just let someone pray with you and encourage you, okay? Thank you, guys. Thank you for listening. To keep up to date with underground students, follow us on our socials at undergroundpia.